Hey, yo, everybody. Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here with KJ Pilcher with Jeff Linder uh, for a special semifinal um, episode of our uh, prep huddle prep football podcast. Uh, Stone time, gentlemen. Stone time. So uh, let's get her going. Let's get her going. Uh, should we dive right into uh, to the uh, to all the games here? And then I'll uh, let you go uh, what you think. Uh, we start, we're taping this on Tuesday and Wednesday is uh, when everything starts getting going with a player. Uh, and again, all at the Uni Dome in Cedar Falls. Uh, 10 a.m. game is Ottoman 10 and 1 against uh, Cumberland and Nina Messina at 11 and 0. And then Easton Valley 11 and 0 at Remsen St. Mary's 11 and 0. Um, what do you think? Let's uh, let's start with a player, boys. What do you think about these matchups and uh, maybe some predictions? Let's do some predictions just to show everybody what we don't know. I think the uh, Ottoman Camp game is going to be terrific. I think uh, you know maybe that's the championship game, but uh, well, the other two teams are really good too. And Remsen St. Mary's hasn't lost a game in a couple of years. And, uh, you know, it's still hard to dethrone the king. Easton Valley uh, is kind of a, a heavy, so that'll be interesting to see um, how that works out, you know, in perfect conditions like that. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think uh, which team beat Don Bosco. That was Audubon, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, How's that for an answer? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Cam and Easton Valley in this one. I don't know why. Just a thought. Uh, Easton Valley's had a run of some great athletes, so haven't they, boys? Here in the, the last three, four, five years. Yeah, yeah, they really have. I'm gonna go Cam and Remsen St. Mary's. Cam and Remsen. KJ, what do you got? Oh, I'll split the difference. I'll go Remsen and Audubon. Remsen and Audubon. The Wheelers. The Wheelers. Uh, let's move then to Thursday where we have a full day of, uh, end night of activity starting with class a at 10 AM is East Buchanan 10 and one, I guess, West Hancock 11 and all. Then one o'clock it's Woodbury central 10 and one against Grundy center 10 and one. Let's, uh, talk about those two games, I guess, boys, uh, East Buchanan and West Hancock to me are incredibly similar teams in what they want to try and do offensively. And that is, uh, run the football, then run the football, then run the football, and then maybe run the football some more. Do I have that right? I think the fourth one is either run the football or punt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, not many points are going to be scored in that. Nobody's gotten, into, nobody's gotten more than seven points in a game against West Hancock this year. I was just kind of doing some, some prep work on that, and uh, – they're going to be really hard to score on. Um, but East Buchanan's defense has been really, really good the last couple of weeks. I think if, uh, you know, if somebody can get to 14 points, they have to like their chances in this one. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, the, the rushing, um, the run first uh, mentality. Here, just looking, uh, uh, East Buchanan has rushed 515 times. Um, 
you know, for uh, 3,500 yards, 471 times for West Hancock, uh, 3519 as far as yardage there. Both of them are within a pass of each other. Uh, East Buck has thrown it 54 times. West Hancock, 53. So, JJ, just to echo what you said, uh, yeah, I mean, this might be the fastest semifinal game <laughs> we've seen that didn't include, uh, you know, St. Ansgar, I think, which was um, kind of in the same uh, offensive philosophy. So, um, I got to see East Buck against Mason City and was really impressed, uh, Mason City Newman and Really impressed with their poise um, and uh, and their toughness. Um, I think it's going to keep them in there. I, I think this is going to be a close game, um, you know. But it, it's it's going to be a tough one uh, for them to overcome. But I think they're going to be right there in it. It's been a hell of a run. This is the first time in the semifinals for East B Cannon in twenty five years. So. Um, it really has. It's, it's been a great season and, you know, uh, lost early to North Lynn, um, which, you know, obviously we know is a great football team this year and, uh, North Lynn got upset, you know, in the, in the playoffs and, uh, East Buchanan didn't have to, to face, uh, North Lynn. So, um, yeah, great story. The Bucks are a great story. It's interesting to talk to coach Jerry Alden just about, uh, how he thought last year they had maybe a dome caliber type football team too, but they played without their quarterback, uh, Keaton Kelly, and then their top runner, Adam Hackett, both were hurt, didn't play at all last season. So uh, they're back for their senior years and, um, you know, certainly have, have helped make this a, a pretty special season. Uh, what do you think about the other game guys? Uh, two Before you go on to that, JJ, the yeah, only thing yeah. I'm going to add uh, is – Keep an eye out on Cody Fox. I believe he's somebody that's already committed to the University of Iowa. Good point. Uh, he has 66 and a half tackles. Uh, 40 of them are solo, but 20 are tackles for loss, and there's eight sacks there. Um, obviously, he probably won't be rushing the passer much just because of the way the scheme is going to play out. But the tackle for loss, um, that could be a big disruption if, uh, one, if he's able to make plays like that, or two, if he's able to occupy multiple defenders and free up those linebackers to be able to, to make plays. You got to think Wes Hancock knows who he is and probably uh, isn't going to try and run maybe his way. Um, you never know, I guess. But um, Grundy Center, uh, Woodbury Central. First of all, uh, what are your pr predictions on both games, I guess, if you want to talk a little bit about Grundy Center, which uh, – you know, it's back in uh, back at the Uni Dome. Had a nice little run here, and and Woodbury Central, which is uh, is had a really nice season as well out in Western Iowa. Uh, what are your picks? What are your picks? I guess in these two games, guys. I'll go Grundy Center and West Hancock. Same here. I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to be different. I think it. Uh, uh, it's going to be the same thing. So I think we're all on the same page there. Which means, of course, it'll be East Buchanan and Woodbury Central. So um, Thursday, the later session begins uh, at 4 o'clock in Class 4A, the semifinals. Council Bluffs, Lewis Central, 9-2 and two against Waverly Shell Rock, 10-1. And, and then 
Uh, at seven o'clock, it's Winterset nine and two against Cedar Rapids Xavier ten and one. Um, heard a lot of good things about this Waverly team, which is also pretty young. A lot of great athletes. Uh, you know, Lewis Central's been a traditional uh, power here of late in the last four or five years, produced some D1 uh, type college uh, talent. And, uh, you know, we all know about Xavier and uh, Winterset's kind of a, maybe a newbie uh, up there as far as semifinals go. Guys, what are your thoughts on, on those two games? And, uh, and give me your picks, I guess. You talk about Winterset being a, a dome newbie. I think this is the first playoff appearance since 2014 or 2015. So it's been a while since they've even been in the, the field of 16. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think um, first of all, it's, they're, they're both going to be really good games. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Xavier can contain the, the really good back of Winterset. I think they've got a 2,000-yard rusher. Um, I, I think both games are going to be um, – a touchdown or less. I'm, I'm going to go Xavier and uh, Lewis Central. KJ, what are your thoughts on, on these two games here? Uh, I think uh, Xavier has really, I, I don't want to say blossom. That sounds like a silly word, but they've really developed uh, into a better team throughout the year. At the beginning of the year, I didn't think they'd even be in this position, to be honest with you. I thought after they lost to North Scott, it was a good team, but not a great team. Um, but I think this is a team that ends up playing for a championship next week. Um, it will be a close game, I'm sure. Winterset has some good multi-sport athletes. Um, you know, you look at uh, the quarterback, uh, uh, was it Kleemeyer? Um, you know, he's effective. Uh, Dawson Forgey uh, has had a uh, amazing year uh, running the ball uh, for them. So obviously their, their line's good, but uh, you know, I just think it's Xavier um, coming out of there and Waverly Shell Rock has been a team that uh, I thought uh, was a sleeper, I guess a, a little bit, but uh, uh, which sounds silly since they're a semifinal team, but I thought if there was a team that could, you know, cut in there and, and give North Scott a, the goal is Waverly Shell Rock. Obviously, Decorah knocked off North Scott. We won't see that, but I think it's going to be Waverly, uh, Shell Rock, and Xavier in the finals. Boy, it's interesting to me, guys, that uh, when you look at uh, Xavier's kind of path here, it's played um, three really uh, heavy run teams, right? Uh, when you look at, uh, you know, we all know the, the Burlington. Uh, that was pretty much all Burlington did. Uh, and then Webster City last week with the single wing and now Winterset with a guy that's, you know, rushed for what, 20, whatever, 2,200 yards. So um, is that an advantage in a way, you know, they, that they played three kind of similar, similarly minded teams from an offensive standpoint? City are probably two totally different schemes. I think just about everybody in Webster City are two different schemes. So, um, you know, but yeah, I, I think, uh, uh, I certainly think it, uh, I think it helps. Um, I don't know if I really classify Winterset with um, those two other schools. I mean, those two other schools, if I remember right, only average like five passes a game. 
I think Winterset throws, you know, three times that. Um, you know, I think it's a it's a team that could burn uh, Xavier with the pass because I think that's their their weakest element as far as uh, you know their their team units. Uh, it's their their pass defense, but they make up uh, for that with uh, you know their 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 front uh, seven. So. I mean, I don't know if I'd classify Winterset in the same boat as those two other schools. I'm going to go. I think this is a team that could do damage with the pass. I don't think that was the case with the other two. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, did you did you guys pick who you're going with here? Xavier? I'm going to go with Xavier and Waverly. What did, did you guys – what did you guys say? Yeah, that's what I said. Xavier, I'll say – Uh, so let's move on then to Friday. Four more games. Um, class 1A starts us off at 10 in the morning. Uh, Dyersville, Backman 11-0 against Van Meter 11-0. And then 1 o'clock-ish will be uh, Dyke New Hartford 11-0 against West Sioux 10-1. Uh, you know, the three undefeated teams and, and West Sioux, which, you know, has been kind of a traditional power out there in, in Western Iowa. Uh, first things first. Can Beckman beat Mighty Van Meter? Oh, boy. <laughs> Beckman's had a terrific year. Terrific year. Um, you know, really good running attack with Owen Hinnergarth. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, you know, um, Atwater's done a terrific job coaching that team. Uh, just a really physical, physical group. Um, Van Meter's you know, probably one of the best 1A schools we've seen. It's this Van Meter team. And they're on, I think, I, I'm not sure they've, I don't think they've lost a regular season game. And I think maybe they've lost one regular season game in the last five or six years. I think they've got a humongous regular season winning streak going. Um, you know, they've been to the, the championship game, you know, two or three times. I think they just have one title to win, to account for it. Runners up in 19 and 20. Um I just think, you know, I, I, I've said it a few times. I, I just think it's their year. I just think they're the best team in this, in in one A, and uh, uh, that would be my my pick to win this weekend. So, um, who's the other one? West Sioux and Dyke. Yeah, Dyke and West Sioux. Yep. I'll, I'll go Dyke. Uh, Dyke and Hartford against Van Meter in the final. AJ, you look at this Van Meter team and and the schedule. Uh, you know, the, the thing about that is you look at their resume and they have a win over Williamsburg and yeah. a win over Winterset in back-to-back weeks that both of those teams are semifinalists in two larger classes. Yeah, and Winterset's uh, three classes up from it. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that tells you a lot, a lot right there. Um, I know ACGC, I think, challenged them for a little bit, but Van Meter pulled away from them. Um, you know, Beckman has had a, one, an excellent season. Um, you know, they've had some individuals that have done great. I think Owen uh, Hunergarth, uh, uh right off the bat. And he's, to be honest with you, he's somebody that we're going to have to look at for uh, athlete of the year consideration um, as a finalist because, 
his numbers have been great this year. Probably going to be, God, I would think if voting goes the way it should, uh, an all-state consideration um, in 1A. Uh, he's a state medalist uh, in wrestling, and he's an all-stater in baseball, a heck of a hitter and, and a good catcher. So, um, you know, Beckman's done some great things. I think it's a sign of the future under uh, Coach Atwater that this program is going to keep climbing. And uh, I just I just think Van Meter's uh, just in a spot where they're still big brother, not necessarily big brother, but they're still going to be the one to come out. But I see Beckman uh, maybe being uh, the team in the future that uh, is playing for titles. It's going to have to really control the clock if they're going to compete in, or, you know, have, make it a four quarter game. I think they're going to have to control the clock, keep the ball away from Van Meter and, and finish some drives. I agree guys. Um, you know, great season, no matter what happens uh, Friday, you know, the, these boys from Beckman have a, a lot, a ton to be proud of. Uh, I think Mark Atwater is uh, certainly an up and coming coach. Um that I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, is in the, as at the, the five, a level um, someday, perhaps soon, if he wants to. Um, I think, I think right there's your key. Uh, if he yeah. wants to, I, I think he's very, very happy at Beckman. Uh, he's made that pretty clear a couple times. He said, he has told me that he considers, considers himself a small school guy, even though he went to Linmar. I, it's just, I just, I hope that it's a good game. I, I just think Van Meter's too good, guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Van Meter. And I think Wes Sue gets, uh, gets Dyke New Hartford. I don't know what it is, but, um, you know, it's a team. I was just kind of looking at, at some of the stats uh, of the Falcons. They throw for, um, you know, 2,729 yards and run for 2,053. And uh, their best skill guys are juniors. Their quarterback, Dylan Wiggins, is thrown for 2,500 yards, 32 touchdowns. And then their leading rusher is also a junior. Uh, Carter Carter Boltman uh, has 1,129 yards rushing. So um, I don't know what it is. Western Iowa always seems to represent, right? So I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go Van Meter and West Sioux um, are my picks there in, in 1A. So um, did TJ – uh, I have Dyke New Hartford and Van Meter. Okay. Sorry about that, Pilch. I thought uh, that's what you would take. No, so I, I I just didn't share the Dyke New Hartford when I mentioned Van Meter before. So no biggie. Then Friday night then, or Friday late afternoon and night is, is Class 5A semifinals. Um, 4 o'clock, Ankeny 9-2 against West Des Moines Valley 9-2. And, and then uh, Iowa City High. At approximately seven o'clock, we'll play Southeast Polk in a pair of um, uh, a matchup of a pair of ten and one teams. There, guys, like uh, you know, we talked a lot about um, is it Central Iowa dominance again this season? And I think we all kind of agreed we have to wait until um, until the playoffs and and see how that kind of played out to to kind of form an answer. And here we are again, three of the four teams in the semifinals are our teams, uh, suburban Des Moines teams uh, from, I guess, non-football wise, you call them the Central Iowa Metro League. So uh, 
do we have do we have our answer that it's still uh, Central Iowa's um, still Central Iowa's deal in in five A. Well, hard to hard to argue that, even though I think maybe the gap's a little closer. I, I agree with that. I, I think we're, we're, we're going to find out a lot about City High this week. And, you know, I know we found out a lot when they played Dowling and won at home. Can they hang with one of the, the big wigs on a, on a neutral, on a neutral site? Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't bet the farm against them. I, I think City High is really good. Uh, they were, uh, their win last week against Kennedy was absolutely no fluke. And, uh, you know, they, they, they were the better team against Kennedy. They outgained them more than two to one. And um, they out-physicaled them. They out-tempoed them. And uh, uh, I think if they played 10 times, City High probably wins seven. So, um, you know, I, I think Southeast Polk has probably maybe too many athletes. Um I, I would say Southeast Polk wins, but it it wouldn't blow my head off if they didn't. Uh, I'll, I'll go City High and and Ankeny. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll go Southeast Polk and Ankeny, but uh, um, I certainly think City High is going to be within two touchdowns and and might give themselves a chance to win it at the end. KJ, what do you think? Uh, I think uh, Southeast Polk is a team that's very talented. Obviously, they've got Division I uh, uh, talent um, on both sides of the ball. The one thing that, you know, I've heard from others about Southeast Polk is they play to their competition. And that uh, now that you're in the semifinals, uh, I think you might see, you might end up seeing the best version of Southeast Polk um, than you've seen all season long. Um, I think Iowa City High can hang with them. I think they're a team that can compete. I mean, they've got great athletes. You just look at their top three leading tackler, tacklers in Ben Keeter, uh, Gable Mitchell, and John Klosterman. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna be able to hold their own. Um, you know, Darren Richardson has done a good job as their leading rusher. You know, the quarterback tandem, um, you know, ha has done a good job uh, kind of sharing duties there. Uh, with uh, Tron and Larson, but uh, you know, I I just don't know if they're quite there. If Southeast Polk is, uh, um, you know, at their best, um, so I, I guess uh, I probably lean towards Southeast Polk in a in a very competitive, hard fought game. Who do you have in the other one, Pilch? Um. I think uh, just I don't know uh, really much about either team. I'm, you know, I know uh, Valley won 38-35 in the regular season. You mentioned how uh, strong uh, Ankeny looked against Prairie. Um, you know, it's going to be a close game. I, uh, what the hell? I'll go with Ankeny um, to get a little bit of revenge there in the semis. I'm going to pick Ankeny too. I don't, you know, and I'm probably biased because I've seen Ankeny have seen Valley. Uh, and I know that that Valley won that first game in the regular season, 38, 35, which obviously either team could have won. Um, 
great quarterback at Ankeny, a junior, J.J. Cole, who's got offers from tons of, of big-time schools, both the state schools. Florida State's offered him. Um, son of uh, former Iowa State kicker Jamie Cole, actually. And uh, they have a really good running back, too. That's a, a D2 kid that's going to play at, uh, I think it's Minnesota State. Um, I don't know why. Just going to go Ankeny. It's hard to beat, uh, uh, you know, a really good team twice, right? So I'm going with that. City High, I don't think there's any question City High can can play with Southeast Polk, uh, you know, and Southeast Polk uh, got, you know, basically just got by Dowling last week uh, in a very good football game as well. Um, I'd love to see an Eastern Iowa representation in the in the championship game. I'd love to see an Eastern Iowa finalist, quite frankly, finally. Um, but that being said, I, I just think, uh, you know, Southeast Polk, somehow finds a way to to get this done and uh gets to the championship game you know the rams uh the rams haven't won one yet right uh ankeny's your defending champ so probably a little bit of motivation there too uh, i would think on that on that part so i'm just gonna go ankeny southeast polk for yet another uh all five uh big class central iowa uh love fest i guess so <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Saturdays our, our final day of semifinals. We'll start with Class Two A. Those are our day games. Ten a.m. is Southeast Valley ten and one against Wacon ten and one, and then uh, following that game will be Williamsburg eight and three against West Lion nine and two. Guys, uh, you know we we talked amongst ourselves here be uh, before our pod. Just uh, you know the Williamsburg just seems to do what Williamsburg does every single year. Play an incredibly tough non-district schedule. Get beat up a little bit, rebound. Uh, once district play rolls around and makes the deep run into the playoffs, no different there. Walk on your defending champ uh, is also back in in the semifinals. Uh, what do you think about these two games? I think we're looking at two fun games. Um, you know, Williamsburg, uh, Williamsburg did what Williamsburg does. Uh, lost to Regina, Van Meter, and Solon. There's a team in any any class from 4A down that got tougher first three games in Williamsburg did. Maybe Central Lion did, but uh, uh, you know that was the gauntlet, and then you know the competition eased, and they won five in a row to win their district, which I don't think really surprised anybody. And then they handled Clark and PCM, and, and uh, the win against West Marshall really really opened some eyes. Uh, you know, they're not only a, a playoff team, but maybe an elite team and, and a team that can hang with West Lyon. Uh, but on the other hand, you look at West Lyon, they've got, uh, they beat Spirit Lake and Central Lyon, George Little Rock handily in the first two rounds. So um, obviously they're very, very good. And their two losses were to good teams as well. The thing about okay, Williamsburg that really stands out to me, um, you know, I'm, we, we said how they've, you know, taken their lumps early on and it's it's allowed them to be battle-tested. Um, but after that stretch, they've only allowed more than one score once this season. Uh, they gave up 16 points to Regina. They gave up 20 to Van Meter. They gave up 28 to Solon, which that was a lot closer, I believe, at the start of the fourth quarter. Um, and... Uh, Stolen just kind of, I think, pulled away with uh, 
14 points in the, the final quarter. But um, their deep, Williamsburg's defense has been fantastic. Uh, they had three shutouts before only allowing six points to West Marshall. The only team to score uh, multiple times against him was Mid-Prairie um, in a 24-21 win there. Um, but their, their defense uh, could be – could be a difference maker. And, you know, uh, I, I think we're, I'm going to go and say Williamsburg wins this. And I think their defense uh, is going to be a big part of it. Um, and then uh, we'll see about that uh, Williamsburg walk-on final uh, next week. I'll go with walk-on in the other one. Love it. Love it. Man, walk-ons, what a great run. You know what, right, boys? Five straight trips to the to the semifinals. Um, you know they've had a couple titles here in the last ten years. Uh, this you, you just can't. To me, you just can't say enough about the uh, the job that uh, you know Coach Beerman and and his staff up there have done. They just uh, they lost a ton of guys, right? You know everybody. I think they've only had really two returning starters who have played much uh, prior. Two good ones, Lincoln Snitker and, and Pat Hennessy, obviously. But uh, you know, to get back to the to this point, um, are you are you as impressed, honestly, with with what Wakan's got going on? Very similar to uh, you know to a lot of other uh, you know big time programs, right? Yeah, and you, you look at, at week one, and they got bopped pretty good by by Waverly Shellrock. I think it was forty five to six, and you thought, oh, you know, back back to back to earth for walk on and then they come right back and beat Decora, which, you know, turned out to be an awfully good team. So uh, I think that was really kind of a, a nice reset for them and they've haven't lost since. So um, I don't think any combination of these four teams getting to the finals would really surprise me at this point. Correct. I agree. I agree. West Lyon lost uh, two of his first three games to, uh, Esterville Lincoln Central and Sioux Center and you know come back and and beat Central Lion in the regular season and then uh you know turn the trick again last week in the quarterfinals 24-7 so uh and we all know how, how great a program you know uh West Lion has as well uh I'm going to be a little bit of an Eastern Iowa homer here I'm going to say walk on in Williamsburg in the finals how about that I'll be the contrarian. I'll, I'll go the other way. I'll go Southeast Valley and I'll go with West Lyon. And Southeast Valley is Jeff, uh, Prairie Gallery, and a, a bunch of oh, other former districts. Well, just, oh, boy. Once upon a time, there was Cedar Valley of Farnhamville. Uh, there was Prairie of Gallery. And that became Prairie Valley. I think Southeast Webster. I think that's where the Southeast part of Southeast Valley comes from. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of little schools out there, kind of uh, just a little bit west of uh, Fort Dodge that make up that, that school system. Um, I'm going to retract my predictions, I think, a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with Williamsburg still, um, but uh, I think I'm going to change my mind in the other one. I don't think we're going to have – I don't think it will um, – yeah, I – I don't think we'll see Williamsburg walk on. Um, I'm just going to change uh, change my pick there in the, the walk on game. Uh, 
Bingo agrees with you, by the way, if you can hear my cat in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, class 3A, that's our last uh, our last class here. Four o'clock. We got Solon 11 and 0. We got four 11 and 0 teams, boys. This is about as good as it gets. Solon against Boyd and Hole Rock Valley, followed by Harlan and Humboldt. Um, Solon kind of rallied late, blocked a punt, ran it, ran it back to, to beat West Delaware in, in a great quarterfinal last week. Uh, these are four really good football teams. What do you think, guys? Yeah, uh, four eleven knows. And uh, is, is it just me or is Solon? I mean, it, it seems kind of crazy to say it, but has Solon kind of been under the radar this year? Um, maybe. I was surprised that they were um, that they came back and, and won the way they did with a, I think they were down 19 to nine and had the ball deep in their own territory with five minutes to go. And I think they got a big run and then a screen pass for a touchdown and, and blocked a punt for another touchdown. So, and, and pulled that off. So um, really, you know, really good year for them. Uh, they kind of handled everybody in their district and, uh, but uh, I'll tell you, Boynton Hall Rock Valley is very, very good. Uh, they've got a really good passing game. Uh, I'm going to go Boynton Hall Rock Valley, and I'm going to go with Harlan. KJ, what is, what's your analysis here? Um, you know, I just look, you know, someone finds ways to win. You know, we talked about how they have a win over Williamsburg, scoring 14 points in the second uh, or, or the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, they've beaten Assumption twice uh, this year. Uh, you know, their uh, their playoff road is, was Assumption and then West Delaware. And you mentioned, you know, they're come from behind uh, victory, um, you know, in Manchester. Uh, you know, you, you've got a really good quarterback in Blake Timmons. Um, you know, you, you've got uh, – a good rush attack led by Sean Staley, um, who's over 1,100 yards and 17 touchdowns. You know, uh, Timmons spreads the ball around uh, pretty well. I think he's got three or four, uh, maybe even five uh, receivers who are beyond, like, 10 receptions or close to that. Um, you know, and uh, – they have over uh, 105 tackles for loss on the defensive side. I think this is probably more of a, a really uh, a complete team. And, uh, you know, gosh, 14 uh, takeaways, I think, or 22 takeaways. Um, well, what the hell? I'll go, uh, I'll go with Solon. Um, I think they have some, some very good pieces. And, uh, Think they might be able to get to the championship game against Harlan, but I think Harlan is Harlan. Uh, they're the team to beat, no matter what. Um, and I just don't see uh, Humboldt doing it. And you know, I think I favor him, favor Harlan against the other two teams uh, next week as well. Well, it's it's always a good thing too when you look at Solon and your your quarterback, your leading passer, and your leading rusher are both going to come back next year. They're just juniors, so we'll we'll uh, very likely see the Spartans back in this situation next year if uh, if health holds out. You know, knock on wood, uh, a lot of good pieces coming back. But 
I just think BHRV is is a little too uh, a little too much for him here in the semifinals. Um, I like Harlan as well, uh, though I got to give a shout out to to Coach Elman uh, at Humboldt, who's done a great job. I've we've kind of uh, developed a little bit of a online friendship. Uh, sent his uh, sent his son, a huge Twins fan. God bless him. Uh, autographed Byron Buxton card through the mail this season this summer. So. Um, I got to give a shout out to, to Caden Matson, Matson, their quarterback. Uh, I mean, guys, I don't know if you've looked at his stats, but he's, he's thrown and rushed for almost right at about 4,000 yards this season. And he's got 47 touchdowns, both rushing and, and, uh, and passing. Uh, so an amazing individual uh, season from, from Caden Madsen, Humboldt's quarterback. With that being said, you know, Harlan's been in this situation, obviously. And uh, I agree. I, just, I, I think it's going to be uh, Harlan uh, and, and BHRV and, and kind of a more of a Western Iowa final in, in 3A. So uh, we're all going to be up at the Dome at, at various points, folks, uh, this week. So uh, please join us online uh, at thegazette.com. Um, we'll also iowaprepsports.com. Jeff's, Jeff's working on some, some capsules and things like that, uh, to lead us into, to, uh, the semifinal week here. This is fun. This is the best time, uh, to me guys, uh, you know, semifinals. And, uh, I think it's going to be some good football games, right? Yeah. You don't get here if you're not a good team. So that's right. That's a hundred percent. Right. So anybody with any closing thoughts before we sign off? I'm good. I don't think so. It's exciting right. this weekend. Yep. KJ, Jeff, thanks very much. Nathan, hope that cold gets better. Uh, thanks for joining us on uh, another edition of the Iowa uh, Prep Sports Prep Football Huddle. Well, you get the idea. You, you, you followed us all fall. So. And we will once again, as always, let KJ take us out. Keep your head on a swivel. <laughs>